Shitty way to start a week, huh? Ruby squatted down next to Stella as she lifted the sheet. A huff of breath exited the Emmy's body. Well, cause of death is no mystery, Ruby said as she looked down at the slashed throat. She turned her voice recorder on and placed it back in the pocket of her coat. The microphone clipped to the lapel of her jacket would pick up her verbal notes, leaving her hands free to examine the victim. August 19th, 0800 hours, deceased female, location Columbus Park, knife wound to both carotid arteries, cause of death, exsanguination. No sign of sexual assault, no torn clothing, attending detectives O'Rourke and Garcia. The crime scene team had arrived and had begun to set up their equipment and cameras. They greeted the detectives and the M.E. and started their work. Be certain to get good shots of all that glitter on her face, Chris, Garcia told one of the CSI team. You got it, detective. A voice called to the murder cops. O'Rourke and Garcia turned to see the young patrol officer approaching them, holding a purse in his hand. For Christ's sake, officer, get some gloves on, O'Rourke yelled. The rookie cop froze, his triumphant smile sliding off his face like ice cream down the side of a cone on a hot day. He looked around to see where he should put the purse so he could put on gloves that he didn't have. Stella took pity on him, walked up, and took the purse from his hands. Sorry, I know better. I want to get it back to you. Sorry, he trailed off. Garcia handed him several gloves. Go back and be sure the others have at least one glove on before they touch anything that they find. Yes, ma'am. Did you look inside this? No, ma'am. Brought it straight back to you and Sergeant O'Rourke. Stella opened the zipper of the handbag and carefully looked around inside. O'Rourke watched as she opened it. No cell phone. Go back and see if any of you can find a cell. Look at all the garbage receptacles. Yes, ma'am. The officer scurried off. Lip gloss, two condom packets, a key ring with two keys. She ticked off the contents. About forty bucks, all in ones. No credit cards, no driver's license. Garcia had flipped open the wallet that was still in the handbag. Just our luck. O'Rourke growled. Wasn't a robbery. She paused. But look. Stella waved a wrinkled and mashed matchbox. It was black with crimson lettering that read, Love the Lodge. Why do you want to bet someone at this club knows the Vic? O'Rourke turned back to the M.E. Roby, how soon can you get the Vic cleaned up and get us a photo we can use, minus the damn glitter? Late today, maybe in the morning. Do your damn this for today, will you? Email it over to us. I'll do my best. The M.E. turned to her two attendants. Okay, boys, let's load her up and take her to our house. Her assistants unfolded and unzipped a body bag and gently moved the victim into it. They then strapped it to the gurney and draped a navy blue blanket over it all. They pushed the gurney up the path toward the van its wheels making an obscenely complaining racket in the stillness of the park. The city sounds seemed to have dimmed as the pall of violent death hovered over the trees in a murky cloud. The CSI photographer shot photo after photo of the surrounding area where the body had lain. 
The fire department would be there soon to hose the blood and gore off the concrete and grass. By noon, people would be in the park, walking their dogs, eating a hurried lunch, sitting on benches, and enjoying the fine summer weather. Most of them would be unaware that a dead body had lain there a few short hours before, dead and cold, with glitter in her eyes.